Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Life. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It no, is. it hasn't. <laughs> He's lying. It's November 6th, 1996. It's 11-6-96, and Carol gave me her cold. And it, and it makes you sound all uh, sexy and stuff, though. Does it? Yeah, you got that deep, sexy voice going oh, Okay, yeah. The first time I ever sang karaoke, David Lee Roth, was when I had a cold. That's Really? It's a true story. <laughs> that's funny. And everyone was like, oh my God, you sound so good. You always sound good. Because Well, because David Lee Roth, you know, he's... He had that like low like Texas kind of. He's from Texas. Texas he still okay. still is because he's still alive. How many times can we say Texas? Texas. <laughs> but he would do like uh, you know, just a gigolo and everywhere I go, you know. Mm. That was easy to do when I was sick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's uh, yeah, it's been a week here. We've both been ill. Yeah. Thanksgiving was, I don't know, time of illness, I guess. So we felt like you felt kind of bad. A little. After Thanksgiving. And then I started feeling bad after Thanksgiving. And then I got super sick. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's been fun. It's been great. And yeah, like you're it's messing with your senses even too, right? Like oh, yeah. I can't to... hardly smell anything at all. Yeah. Not a damn thing. Yeah. That's that's crazy. But, you know, we did get flu shots. So, uh-huh. you know, that, that vaccination probably, I don't know, helps us a little, I guess. If I it's know. the flu, yeah. Yeah. So, enough, you know who, enough about the fucking sad cold what? what you know you who say? else isn't feeling well? Who? Dylan McKay. Yeah, yeah. Muppet head. <laughs> this episode, like... Seriously. Last episode did, ended ridiculous. This episode is just pissing me off. Did Fozzie, was Fozzie Bear his acting coach? <laughs> is that what's going on here? I don't know. He's normally not bad. Right. Of an actor. No, he's a very good dramatic actor. This, he's not good at anything else. <laughs> this show has gone full on soap opera. Yeah. You can no longer deny the soapiness of this show. No. They've got a, a character in a coma. <laughs> and and I don't know how many of you out there have seen people in comas. Mark and I have both seen people in comas. That's true. We've both seen uh, father figures. Yeah, our fathers. Um, they Who don't move around heaven. that much, okay? You're in a coma. You're pretty still. Dylan, the whole episode is like, rolling around in the bed his eyes are fluttering he doesn't look like he's in a coma he looks like he's having a seizure yeah at one point the doctor looks down and he's like oh who attaches electrode to his foot (laughs) he's just like he's doing a jitterbug here it's insane like why the director was like dylan imagine being in a coma was like being in the electric chair (laughs) that's how he's playing it his eyes are rolling all over the place and the the health professionals are just looking at him and like Oh, he's having rapid eye movement. Like, that's what... No one looks like that when they're sleeping. No, exactly. It's it's bad. It's all bad. There's no good in this. They act like it's normal when they should be saying, get a priest. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I mean, jeez. 
And, like, they're trying to touch on sexism, I guess, when uh, the female Whoa. medical student is trying to present Dylan's case to the male doctor. The attending physician, yes. Yeah. And one of the residents is like, yeah, fuck this junkie. I got, <laughs> I got someone with a heart condition. Their, their heart's about to explode next door. And uh, Put on your raincoats, everybody. It's like going to be like a Gallagher show. <laughs> yeah. And the doctor's like, oh, yeah, they all, just, popcorn. they all just leave. Like, nobody cares about Dylan. Just like when they were loading him in the ambulance, they are talking shit about him. <laughs> they were. That was the weirdest thing in the world. They're talking over their radios, and it's all ADR, It's all, which stands for additional dialogue recording. I know I've said this before, but that's the recording they do when they're not actually on the set. But it's all ADR'd, and it's like... <laughs> Well, you know, who knows what happened. There's evidence of uh, drugs at the scene, but it uh, could have been a suicide attempt, too. And the dispatcher's like, either way, it's just a waste of a promising young life. Yeah. It was weird. Like, who talks like that? It was so weird. That's very professional, everybody. Yeah. To comment on the condition of the young man. Not medically, but... Just a waste is, of a life. His soul is in torment, everyone. And well, so, th- that comes up too because even the the, oh, yeah. the student nurse is like when uh, the the shamans used to say when people are in comas it's a battle for their souls. No, she said when they're unconscious, which I think is stupid because I'm sure that she meant in a coma. But like anytime you're sleeping, you're right. unconscious. Right. Like <laughs> I don't think there's a battle for our soul when we take a nap every night. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, it's so weird, and it's like. What a what a very specific and weird story that you heard that perfectly fits this one scenario. <laughs> and at one point she's like he he reminds me of a guy I used to date. It never comes up. It's just thrown away. It's so weird. Well, that would explain why she's like so fawning over him and stuff, I guess. Her whole backstory is just weird. Like it's just in pieces and like there's I don't know, there's all these hidden things. She's mysterious. <laughs> and we're never going to see her again. No. This show loves to build up characters and then throw them away. Mm-hmm. Like the one, like the one teacher. I think she was a French teacher or whatever that was flirting with the principal. Yeah, it was basically like, "Let me teach my way, and I'll fuck you." Right. <laughs> that never came up again. Never again. The the attending physician. Well, not the attending. Sorry, the resident. The one that that lures the attending physician away. Right. <laughs> he he keeps coming back, and he's sort of talking with her. He's saying. We need to give him more Narcan, which apparently is some kind of narcotic. I don't know. But he's like, we need to give him more Narcan. She's like, no, don't do that. Don't shoot him up or whatever. I, maybe it's like close to heroin and he was on heroin. I don't know exactly how any of that works. Well, they said that they found cocaine and heroin on on the scene. Yum, yum. <laughs> I'm assuming they're trying to give, give him something to stop him from being in withdrawal, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's why he looks like he's having a seizure. Maybe. I suppose that's possible. I know heroin withdrawal makes you feel itchy. Hmm. But anyway, so that actor, I, it was bothering me the whole episode. Then finally at the end, I was like, I know exactly where he's from. Where? He was in the movie Just One of the Guys. <laughs> it's a, a classic gender swapping movie okay. where the female like star reporter at her high school feels like she is being like she's not getting so there's some kind of contest uh like a writing contest journalism contest and her journalism teacher she's senior in high school her journalism teacher's like i'm not sending this in 
for the contest. It's not worthy of the contest. And he kind of, he doesn't really talk down to her, but he's like, look, you're a good writer, but you have this deficiency and that deficiency. Like, she's not passionate enough or something. I don't know. I would think journalism should be objective, but whatever. I can't remember exactly the reason. But she thinks that he's talking down at her because she's a woman. Like, you're not using your emotions like a woman should, you know, kind of thing, right? (laughs) So she goes to the Crosstown High School and dresses up and pretends to be a man. Right. And enters the journalism program. She tries to turn in her thing, and the guy says the same thing to her, even as a guy. He's like, look, I know it's hard for guys to show their emotional side, but you need to really put some more emotion (laughs) into your writing. Maybe it's not journalism. Maybe it's like actually like an essay or something like that. Maybe it's maybe it's something where that makes more sense, like a short story. I think that's what it is, actually, a short story. But so it turns out it wasn't sexism. She just has that deficiency. She just couldn't accept it. But she falls in love with one of her male classmates, and it's that guy. Oh. The doctor. Okay. Yeah, it's a really bad 80s movie, but it's really good too at the same time they all are like i could just do 80s movies all day oh yeah yeah you should uh well i'm gonna change my name to 80s movies (laughs) (laughs) come on you know i do you all day uh anyway so speaking of doing things all day dylan is uh having fantasies about every woman that he's ever been with and the one that got away apparently (laughs) tori spelling yeah, it's ridiculous. And Brenda is not there. I'm sorry. Fucking make up with Shannon Doherty already. Right. Because that doesn't make any sense for her not to be in his weird sex fantasies and his, you know, reliving of his life and all the stuff that's going on there. They replace her with Valerie. And at one point when he's getting married, she says, I'm Brent. Stop yeah. calling me Valerie. I'm Brenda. I want to be Brenda. Call me Brenda. Yeah, it's creepy. And it's like... I get it, guys. You hate Shannon Doherty for whatever reason. If there was ever a reason to bring her back, it was now. And apparently that's not going to happen. Right. But then just let it go or whatever. Or get someone that kind of looks like her and just film her from, like, far away. <laughs> there you go. But, yeah, they, they they did have him, like, hooking up with Donna. Yeah. That was weird. But, it, it, like... I was, like, cheering for it because <laughs> it, it totally validates your theory that he's always wanted to be with her. Yeah, it was just weird to see her getting into anything, like, sexual. Right. She's got her bra and panties on, and she's all over them and stuff. Yeah, that, that would weird. never happen. I saved it all for you, she says. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? Is this, like, going to be a super soaker situation? <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, what did she save up for him? So gross. Slip and slide. <laughs> it's, uh... It gives new meaning to the phrase whammo, just who makes slip and slide. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, yeah, there's, let's get, let's leave the dreams of Dylan McKay, which is what this episode is called, and get back to, get to the B story real quick before we finish up the, the, I mean, we don't usually do this. We usually take one to the end. Yeah. But I kind of want to go to the B story and then finish the dreams of Dylan McKay. Sure, go right ahead because I don't even remember what the B story was. Oh, you don't? It's it's very exciting. It's very necessary. It's one of the most important events that has ever happened to California University. 
it's Stephen Brandon on a flag football team. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> playing in a flag football. That's tournament. why I don't remember because it doesn't matter. <laughs> David's filming it at the beginning for some reason. David's always filming everything. Claire is walking and does a killer. I like this actress, by the way, and she's growing on me a lot. <laughs> but I can't remember her name, but I like her a lot. But she's doing a classic, very sarcastic. Bill Murray would do this, this what she does in a movie. That's the kind of humor it is to me. She's walking. She, she's like uh, being all serious, like Walter Cronkite, like it's black and white. And she's like, "What makes the uh, you know the masculine <laughs> football player? You know, like she, she just she's going on basically about how it's like a dumb." macho expression and everything Mm -hmm. it's so dumb it doesn't matter and it but it's all sarcastic and like fakely earnest and then david stops he's like let's just stop i'm not going to use this opening and she's like why and i'm like why david that was so fun (laughs) right and he's like look this is a serious thing this is a four-day tournament this is one of the most grueling things that they've ever been this is the heart of a champion he's talking it up like it's the fucking super bowl it's flag football they're not (laughs) even tackling each other it's not even the actual college football team yeah it's it's ridiculous like david's taking it way too seriously the show itself needs to take itself slightly more seriously in some aspects, and in other aspects, it needs to take a little less seriously. Yeah? Because it's taking this stuff too seriously. The football shit, too seriously. Well, I mean, David is, but that's just comical to me. But mm. so Steve, and so's Brandon, even. And the yeah. show presents it very earnestly, like, like it matters. And it should be, this should be the comedy. This That would be great. Yeah. If this was the kind of show... That was like, let's satirize how fucking stupid college life is. And all these things that everybody thinks are so fucking important. Let's satirize all that. And then we we take ourselves a little more seriously with these interpersonal relationships. That would be a better show. Yeah. But it kind of goes the opposite way. It really schmaltzly over-dramatizes the drama and it takes very earnestly, seriously, the college stuff. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think the writers are Rush Sanders, Steve's dad. Okay. Who's perfectly cast as Steve's dad, by the way. That that crop of hair he's got there. For a, for a 60-some-year-old man, or however old that actor is, that is a beautiful crop of white hair. It is. It is gorgeous hair. But anyway, so at the beginning, they're playing this game. They destroy their opponents, uh, although they made a bit of a comeback because they had their fourth string in. And Steve's dad's like, what what you, what you letting me almost? They came back almost. And he's like, we weren't even in the game. Like, it was, we were up by seven touchdowns or whatever. Like, who gives a fuck? But his dad takes this really, really seriously and is practicing with the team. He's like, here, let me show you some plays. I won this tournament four times in a row. Fuck Steve Sanders. <laughs> And at the same time, Steve is trying to convince Nat to go in 50-50 with him or whatever uh, on the Peach Pit after dark. He still wants to do this. He wants to take over that rug store and make the Peach Pit after dark. Yeah. And and they're, like, talking about it while Dylan's in a coma. Yeah. Which seems like a little poor taste. <laughs> 
don't Steve's know. Steve's still not a big fan of Dylan right now. But it's crass. I mean, like... I don't disagree. Wait till you know what's going on with him before you start trying to kick him out. Right. So, I don't have a whole lot to say about this B-plot. No. Brandon is slightly conflicted because Dylan's in the hospital. And he's like, it's going to be really hard to play a game. Josh just died six weeks ago. And now Dylan is clinging to life, you know, probably going to die or whatever. That's I keep saying he's touch and go the whole time. And he's like, I don't know how I'm going to play this game. And then Steve's on the sideline. He's like, man, my dad sucks. (laughs) I hate I hate talking to him and everything. And Dylan's like, you know what? (laughs) I mean, Brandon's like, you know what? I don't want to I don't want to do this. Like Dylan's dying. I don't want to sit here and listen to you talk about your dad why don't we just play this game for us? Fuck him. And he's like, all right, let's do it. So it's tied at zero zero for like the whole game. I don't Cause know. Cause they all suck. I don't. Yeah. I don't know how a flag football game gets tied at zero zero for the entire game. It's weird. You know, what was funny to me is when Claire asks why they're all wearing their cups on the outside of their pants. <laughs> and it's the, the belts for the, for the flags. Themselves. I, I would have had no idea too. So yeah, David's like, what's the whole point of this? <laughs> What's wrong with you? He's going to dump her because she doesn't care about collegiate sports enough or something. She cares too much about aliens. (laughs) And aliens watching him do it. Uh, So she likes, and and taping herself, she likes to be watched. She's very kinky. Yeah, she is. But anyway, so uh, they decide, Steve decides, you know what? We're going to run my dad's play. The old flea flicker play. Which I don't know if you know what that is, but that's where you... Toss the ball to the running back like he's going to run. I don't know why they'd run in this situation when it's tied with 40 seconds left, but whatever. And then the running back tosses the ball back to the quarterback who then passes. So it looks like a run, but then it's a pass and whatever. Okay. So he tosses it to Brandon in the end zone. They get a touchdown and everyone celebrates. And Steve's dad's like, oh, yay, my son won. And he's like, yeah, you're the greatest dad. You're the coach. And you're the part owner of a nightclub. And he's like, <laughs> what? And he goes, we'll talk about it. So, Interesting. He's going to strong arm his dad. And then there's just going to be more conflict between Steve and his dad. That's going to be the next big storyline or whatever. Yeah. And I don't really care about Steve and his dad. I don't either. So. Boo. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, everyone else kind of shows up to the hospital. Kelly's there at one point. Oh. That's one thing that kind of happens. Going back to the dreams of Dylan McKay. Yeah. Well, who is she talking to? Claire. Okay. Claire. No, no. I'm sorry. No. no uh, um, not Valerie. Valerie. I almost called her Vanessa. Valerie uh, accuses Kelly of still being in love with Dylan. Well, she just asks. She's like, you're still in love with him, aren't you? And she just kind of freezes up. And Deer then, in the headlights. And then Cindy comes up and she's like, hey, you want to go see him? And she looks at her and then she looks at Valerie and she goes... Yeah. And then she <laughs> walks away. So I think it's kind of supposed to indicate that she's still in love with him. She certainly doesn't act like she's in love with Brandon. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, she's been much more passionate about Dylan the last few episodes. And Dylan's been... So everyone that comes in to the room, I think this is how they get around the whole Brenda's not there situation. Everyone that comes into the room, he starts dreaming about. Mm-hmm. 
and he dreams about Kelly, and and we get a lot of flashbacks. There's a lot of flashbacks of like when they were swimming. We see his dad blow up in the car about Many seventeen times. times. <laughs> we get to see him sink to his knees and go. <laughs> yes, again we do. and again. It's like that is not should be shouldn't be on your sizzle reel, you know. Right. That's an acting reel. That's the reel that you pass around to agents and stuff to or whatever casting directors to get cast. Just in case you guys don't know. A little inside, I know. Because um, <laughs> we're all about it here. That's right. So we see a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. And we see some new stuff. But one thing that we see that's all new, uh, two actors really got some mileage out of uh, their re- return appearance here. It's uh, the whatever, the the little girl's mom. Oh, and, my God. Yeah. And the scientist in quotation marks or whatever that fucked him out of his money. Yeah. They're in almost every scene in his dreams. And and the little girl's on, like, the train tracks calling for him to save her. Help me, Dylan. You're my only hope. La- she's she's princess laying it. <laughs> Help me, Dylan. You're my only hope. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it's so weird. So do you think he's going to, like, go look for her now? Yeah. I think that's the, the whole thing is... That he is maybe started to like do drugs and drink and stuff like that because he it's too hard to try. He wants to save her, but it's too hard to try to track them down, find them, make it right. You know, at one point they they do say that she's like, Dylan, I'm sorry if I if I knew that stealing all of your money would destroy your faith in humanity and you'll lead you down to this road. I maybe wouldn't have done it. but, (laughs) But, you know, we're already here, so we might as well kill you. Yeah. Miss Teasley's back. <laughs> Everyone fucking comes. They bring Miss Teasley back. But not Shannon Doherty. not Shannon Doherty. <laughs> it makes me angry. Yeah. Like, we we were invested in Brenda. Yeah. Fuck you, writers. So, so they, they, uh, you know, there's several different scenes where they're trying to shoot him up. He's, this homeless guy's like, can't you spare a few bucks for a homeless guy? And eventually he starts giving him the money instead of running after his sister. Uh-huh. And it turns out to be none other than Jack McKay, who also makes a reappearance. And this is news to you, huh? <laughs> I fell asleep a little bit, okay? It was a really bad episode. Well, you were sick, too. Yeah. So it's Jack McKay. The, the, he's the whatever. And he's like, look. Don't try to go in there and save the girl or whatever. Don't go into the lights. It's, uh, I've been there before. It's a trap. Whatever. I don't know. But he's like, I'm going to help you out with this. And then together, they they save her from the tracks or whatever. I don't know. And eventually, he wakes up. And when he wakes up, he sees Jack McKay sitting in the corner, just kind of smiling like, yeah, that's right, son. (laughs) My exploded body is here. And who is there? None of his friends, because they're playing flag football. Right. None of the girls, because they're watching their men play flag football. Because it's the most important thing ever. Right. And not the parents, because they're also watching this fucking flag football game. At one point, Jim walks up. He's like, hey, Rush, what's what's going on? He's like, zero, zero. Ooh, defensive struggle. I wish I could have seen it. And then he tells him about uh, Dylan for no reason. And, but they're not there, but his mom is there all the way from Hawaii. The one that was like, Hey, now that you lost all the fucking money I saved for you, you want to give me a call? 
Yeah. She's there. She's a bitch. And she's like, Tillin, I I knew you would wake. It's very overwrought. I don't like like her. I I knew it. I I, I had faith. And the little, the nurse, or not nurse, the uh, medical student, she just kind of like nods. Like, yeah. She's like, what did you do, doctor? From just one of the guys. He goes, you know what I did? You know, the big thing I did to help him out? Did nothing. Just let him duke it out himself. Because I believed in your he's battling for his soul thing. Makes no sense. Right. But he did come back, so either way, I guess. Uh, Yeah. Mortal Kombat style. He snatched his own soul back from, uh, I don't know, Sub-Zero or whoever does that. I don't remember. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I love that game. That's a that's a good song. Yeah, you you really nailed it too. It's the, lawn, it's the lawnmower <laughs> version of that song. It's like the movie The Lawnmower Man, which is the only thing I can think of that's worse than this episode. The dreams of Dylan McKay. Carol, what did you think of the dreams of Dylan McKay? I think that if you buy the VHS tape and you're watching all the episodes, you should fast forward through this one. Well, that's the thing. As soon as I saw it was called The Dreams of Dylan McKay, and I was like, oh, he's going to be in a coma the entire episode. And I said to you, I said, this is going to be one of those episodes where absolutely nothing matters because it's not real. There is no dramatic tension to this. Because nothing matters and nothing's real. And the, somehow they have a B-plot that matters less than what's going on in Dylan's head. Because that football game doesn't matter at all either. Right. Yeah, it, it was just stupid. It was bad and stupid. The, the, the B-plot should have been uh, someone was trying to stalk and murder Cindy or something. Like that. <laughs> and Jim had to stop it or whatever. Someone's trying to do a hostile takeover of his company. Something that mattered. Right. But instead, it was flag football. Yeah. It better be better next episode. I hope it's better next episode. It can't be worse than the dreams of Dylan McKay. I will feed this tape to my dog. All right. Sounds good. Well, anyway, that is our episode for the week, Carol. So go ahead and check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Do it. Write us at latefee1994.aol.com. You should do that, too. Really. And uh, share the tapes with your friends. Absolutely. Don't feed them to your dog. Nope. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.